You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. I'm so tired. Honestly, I've tried to do this video nine times now, <laughs> but I just keep losing my train of thought, so I've had to write notes. Um, because I'm really tired, it's been the first week of my new job. I'll tell you what, I'm getting old. Um, I have not got the energy anymore for this masking as much as I'm, I'm doing. This, you know, the initial masking you have to do for new things. The fake laughing, the pretense, the, the charade that you have to live because you can't just not laugh when someone says a quip. I can't just turn down a handshake. You know, and you get left alone with one person in a room. You've never met them before. You feel like you've got to make it less awkward so you say random stuff and every single thing is a chore and I am exhausted you know I came back home yesterday I had an all right sleep last night but I woke up today I'm tired I feel like I've been ran over by a dump truck I feel like my mind has gone 10 rounds with Mike Tyson I just it's getting harder my friends and I'm feeling it I really am so oh it's in good news, though, it's my dog's first birthday today. So happy birthday, George. He's had a, you know, I, you know, as tired as I feel, he had some balloons out <laughs> in the living room this morning and a birthday biscuit, happy birthday biscuit from the local dog shop that I bought. And um, a new squeaky toy. He's got a crocodile squeaky toy now to go with his, his duck squeaky toy, which he doesn't seem to ruin as much as a stuffed animal. Um, so yeah, he is one years old as of today. Happy birthday, George. Um, anyway, what am I on about? I can't lose my train of thought again, my friends. I just can't. I am doing bad at it. So I want to talk about baseline mood. Um, because, and this might sound pretty mad if I share this with you, but you know me. Sharing is caring. But I don't feel I'm in control of my baseline mood. I don't think that's within my control. I don't feel I have the the link to it's kind of like I've got the controls to it, but they don't actually move <laughs> the mood the mood. It's like someone's cut the wires and taken over it. But it's like I have a primary part of the brain that decides my mood, but I don't have any control over the primary part of my brain. I have control of the secondary part of my brain, which will wake up every day and go. What mood am I in today? I know that might sound absolutely mental, but um, I, I genuinely do. I, I have to sort of check with me what mood I'm in for that day, which is weird because it's kind of like the servant part of me goes, how do I have to feel today? And then the primary part's like, we're in a mood. It's like, fine, I'll be in a mood then. Told you I've lost the plot. So what I've done is I've put down five things, five ways that I try to improve my baseline mood. And some of them are just, are just ways of, of remembering things, um, you know, just bringing it back to life, I suppose, like reminding myself of things. Um, and I just want to share them. I'm not saying they'll work for you. I'm not saying you need your baseline mood in, improving at all, but and I obviously can't think or speak for you. I'm not that rude or ignorant to think I possibly could, but if it helps, why not? 
And I always find the comments help more than the videos anyway. People articulate much better than I ever could in the comments sections. <laughs> so um, these are in no particular order. But one of the things I do is I am responsible for my actions. And that's one of my reminders. That's one of my things I remember. I'm responsible for my actions. I have to live life like I have no safety net at all. I have to be as independent as possible because there are a lot of people out there who have safety nets. I don't. I mean, the only thing I've got as a safety net, I suppose, is let's say everything fell on its backside. I lost my house. My mum rents a bungalow in Manchester. She's got a spare room. I could probably get away with crashing in that room for a bit, you know? So there's a safety net where I wouldn't be homeless, but that wouldn't be my forever fix. But what, I, what, what that isn't for me is a safety net because no offence to me mum whatsoever, but I couldn't do that. That would drive me up the wall living back with my mum because she infantilises me because I'm a baby. I'm a child, you know, and that I am too independent as a person to deal with that. I can't deal with molly coddling. I can't deal with people being above and beyond. I don't like. I, I've, got, I've got a problem with what I perceive as silly questions, childish questions, ignorant questions. They, they wind me up. And my mum, in my opinion, asks those types of questions. Or she'll say something along the lines that's daft like, if I go on a three-hour car journey, she'll go, drive safe. It's a good job you said that, Mum, because I was thinking of putting a blindfold on and just hoping for the best. You know, there's just some things that don't need to be said. And I know she's got good intention when she says it, but she doesn't know how it boils my blood inside. Obviously, I'm going to drive safe. It's a given. Um, so, yes, I try, you know, one of the things I do is I remind myself of the fact that I am all by myself on this earth. I can be surrounded by a thousand people who love me. But I have to live like I am by myself, like there is absolutely nothing and no one else on this earth who can ever do anything for me. It's me. I'm in control of me. I'm in control of my life. I decide what work I do. I decide what I do in my downtime. I live like everybody should, really. I, I, uh, every action has a consequence. Of course they do, but I live like that. So I try, I try to have conversations like I'm always being recorded. I don't speak freely, if that makes sense, because I could say one thing where I know what I'm saying makes sense to me, but someone's waiting for that little nugget that can go, I didn't appreciate it when you said that. That made me feel this way. Well, that's how you interpret it, isn't it? I know I didn't mean it that way. But then I'm already in an argument I never had any intention of getting into. So I'm trying my hardest and I, you know, to sort of live life in a way that everything has a consequence because there are trigger people out there and they're not my style, but um, I treat people how I want to be treated so I'm not rude to them. I let their actions determine how I will treat them in the future. So I treat everyone, like I say, with respect and kind and courteous and nice i'll smile if we've never met and we go to the you know a coffee shop i'll offer to buy you a coffee first you know just so 
if you never buy me a coffee, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I know never to offer again. I let people's actions determine how, how they will be de- perceived by me forevermore. So in a way, it's kind of like I'm waiting for them to slip up. But if they don't slip up because they're a nice person or a good person, great. But if their mask falls off and it turns out they were just fake, well, I've seen you now. Um, I don't do things to others I wouldn't want done to myself. Um, it's just simple things. Like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for my actions. I'm not rude. I don't see why I should be rude. I can't be rude and expect any other response out of someone else to be anything different, can I? So I live to try and improve my baseline mood. I try to be, and I hate this word, but I try to be humble. <laughs> I don't think anybody expect, owes me anything at all. Um, and, I, and I don't mistreat anyone and expect a better reaction out of them. How I treat you is good. You don't treat me good, then you show me who you are. I remember that. And that helps me gauge people. Um, another way I improve my baseline mood is by being realistic. Now, this is going to sound horrible. Apologies. It's not actually meant to. It's just factual. And that is there are teachers these days in schools, special schools, autism schools, where they educate children that the world is fun, happy, shiny, friendly, sunshine and rainbows, everything's great. There's all these considerations for you. There's all these pathways. You can do these great things. Autism is a superpower. Falsities, things that aren't real. There are no things that help you when you grow up. That's the reality of it. I'm an older dude. I work. I've been the victim I've been the victim of working somewhere where you have the Equality Act, where you have your workplace needs assessment, and they wipe their backside with their responsibilities with it because they know that the only way I can rake them over the coals is by taking a company to court. What does that do? It puts you in the spotlight. What don't I ever want to do? Be in the spotlight. Win-win for them. But within these schools, within these falsities that get taught to kids, these kids then grow up and they will become the should generation where they go, why should I work when this world isn't designed for me? Why should I participate in this when that's not an artistic thing? This world should accommodate me. This world should do more to help me. This should entitle me to more benefits. This should entitle me to be able to afford this and what have you. Right? But it doesn't, does it? You know, your education, the things that have been said to you, the falsities all the way through life have given you a false belief. The bottom line is if you want something, you have to work for it. You have to have a goal and give yourself the realistic expectation of how you're going to achieve it. You know, like I personally, right now, I want the Steam Deck which for those who don't know is a handheld gaming console thing. Um, and because I work away a lot, I want to distract myself a bit more in the evenings. And I just think a Steam Deck would be pretty decent to take with me. The problem is I want the most expensive version <laughs> because I want the carry case with it and I want it to have more memory. I don't want to have to buy something to upgrade later on. You know, I've, 
I'm a big fan of spending a little bit more to get a bit more at the beginning because it'll last longer. That's the way I've always treated things. Um, so I, I usually go without until I can afford something. But I can't afford, I think it's like, five, at the minute, it's about 570 quid. I ain't got 570 quid to just drop on something like that. Um, not when I've got a dog keeping me in birthday biscuits. But that's what I want. Now, how many options do I have to get that? I'm an older guy. My mum's not getting me that for Christmas. And even if I wanted that for Christmas, she doesn't swear, but she'd probably swear at me if I said, can you get me that near on 600 quid thing? I can steal it. There are consequences to that. I can rob a bank to buy, them, to buy it with the money. There's consequences to that. I can work slowly but surely and steadily save the money and be able to buy it. There are consequences to that. Masking, socialising, work stress, being stuck in traffic. There's always going to be something detrimental to everything you want because otherwise everybody would have everything they ever wanted and there'd never be adversity, but adversity is needed to establish your boundaries. Today is the tomorrow we feared yesterday. You've got to be realistic. You want something. What are you doing to get it? Don't say the word should. That's how I try and think. If I want something, how am I getting it? I don't go, well, because of my autism, I should be able to get paid a full-time wage and only work at part-time because it takes me a lot longer to recharge. Yeah, that'd be great. That should happen. I'd love that should. I should get paid more because I struggle more. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I should get personal independent payments because of my higher cost of living due to autism. Yeah, I should, but I don't. Now, I can either moan about it or I can try and crack on and slowly but surely try and, you know, in the should category, if I do want personal independent payments, I'm going to have to apply for them and then I'm going to have to go for an interview and I will have to at some point appeal when they deny me it because you've got on with it forever. Why can't you carry on? You know, and I'm not one of the people who all of a sudden takes it to the nth degree and goes, oh, well, now I need this. No, no. What I'll need will be a small consideration because I'm after you meeting me halfway to start with. But living in the should world will make you upset and make you angry and it'll make you negative because you're not being realistic. I want that Steam Deck. I will own that Steam Deck. And my slow but simple process of being able to get it is to work and save because I don't have any other options. But um, my keeping my feet grounded, reminding myself of realism, not living theoretically, allowing pragmatism to come through, gives me more logistical, evidential answers, and it helps my baseline mood. So there's a couple of reasons. The third way of removing baseline, uh, sorry, improving baseline mood is removing toxicity from your life. And I'm not meaning, you know, don't drink, eat healthy, blah, 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 because even eating healthy as it's, uh, you know, as it's, what, what's that word I'm looking for? has its negativity to it. Like if you watch Carnivore MD on Instagram, he 
absolutely detest the idea of anyone eating vegetables. <laughs> Anything that's a root or a seed. He hates it because, you know, these plants have defense chemicals in them and it's like they bloat you, they do this, they do that. I like watching him. I think he's fun. Um, but, you know, and then you'll get people who absolutely go against his diet, which is all meat and a few fruits. They'll be like, you can't do that. You're going to die. And he's like, nah, mate, I'm in my 40s and I've got a six pack. Shut your mouth. You know, so it just depends on where you come from. There's toxicity everywhere. But what I mean by this version of toxicity is, and I struggle with that word big time, but um, like people will keep toxic people in their life because they're related to them. Not a chance. I wouldn't. What's the point? Just because you're related to someone, you're not duty bound to ever talk to them. I'm a great, like, you know, I never spoke to my dad in inverted air quotes ever because he did nothing to earn that. Now, I've been a baby while he was an adult. I needed to be cared for, clothed, fed, washed, cleaned. He was never there for that. I needed to learn to read. Never there for that. And I, I, he was never there for anything. And I watched my mum suffer financially, which, like I've told you before, she ended up in a hospital with a, um, a stress-related illness that would have killed her if it was the next day. I know that. But then there are these people in the world who go, I've never met my dad and I can't get married until I do because I need him to walk me down the aisle. And I think, what? If you've never, why haven't you seen him? You know, in today's world, there's no reason why these people have never seen them. You know, this wasn't the, the 1950s where you had a child out of wedlock and the nuns would come and take it off you. You know what I mean? This is an open world. You can, anyone can do what they want. You know, if your dad didn't see you, it's because they didn't want to. They were the adult, you were the child. They could have made a difference, they didn't. They could have been involved and in touch, they weren't. But you've let it affect your life. You've let, you've let an invisible pretend person where they've had no emotional control over you affect your life. Why? That's like me saying, oh, Father Christmas came every year, dropped presents off, never once did he say hello. That upset me, that. I appreciate the presents, but I really, I, I, I'd rather never have the presents than just say hello to you, Father Christmas. It's exactly the same argument. You know, but my father, in the air quotes again, Never did anything. So when he died, I didn't care because I didn't know him. It was just like, all oh, right, all right. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be bothered about. And I had no toxicity out of that person. But because I was related to him, I don't see why I should have had a bother. Not interested. But people will keep people in their life because they're related to them, even though they're toxic. That's not going to help your mood. People keep toxic friends in their life because they've known them forever. We've been friends since we were at school, right? Yeah, and it's horrible now because when we meet up, they, they, they gang up on me. They bully me. They tell me how I should be living my life. You know, I, I feel like they're trying to keep me in a certain place to accentuate their life because really they're miserable and they're just trying to keep me in a certain point in my life so they can always feel better about theirs. What? That's not what a friend does. We'll just kick them to the curb. I can't. I've known them forever. Like, it doesn't matter how long you've known them. It's what did they do the last time you saw them? What have they been doing recently? Who is this person? Have they changed? Are they good for you? They're not good for you. They're toxic. Get rid. 
you know, and, and and that what I think I mean by this in its in its general sense is if you are in control of something that affects your mood, your positivity versus your negativity, if you have it in your hands, if it is a controllable situation, control it. Don't be brought down by things you're in control of and you keep them around because that's your fault then. But you, you can control what brings you down if it's within your control. Like I can't complain that my pension age is probably going to be about 206 if I ever get there because this country is horrific at managing itself. It's out of my control. I don't want to be a politician, you know, because I'm not posh enough or stupid enough, I don't think. But it's out of my control. It's going to go up again. I can't control that, but I also can't let it affect me, can I? Because otherwise I'll be crying over spilt milk. It's not mine to control. So removing the toxic and taking full control of controllable situations helps my mood. Upgrade your routines. So what I mean by that is quite simply, I'm getting older. And I have many routines. A lot of them are unconscious to me. I don't even know I do them. But like I've mentioned to you before that I put boxers on first, then socks, then trousers, then a top when I get dressed. And I do that religiously day in, day out. That's all right. It doesn't negatively affect me. It helps. It's fine. It makes me realize what I need available for me the next day. That's fine. When I work away, I take one extra item each of clothing that I actually need versus the amount of days I'm there, just in case. Now, I've probably had to use a pair of socks, extra socks, once out of everything I take with me. But I'd rather do it than not. And that is not negative. That's a fine routine. I can live with that. But I've had routines which have become prisons. So my shopping routine I've shared a thousand times where I go after eight on a Tuesday. That used to be on a Tuesday at eight. But work changes, life changes, things change, recharge takes longer for me. So that getting there at eight started getting hard and it started causing stress and anxiety. No, I needed to change my routine. So don't be precious about routines. Now I've got four hours to shop instead of arriving at a time. If I, if I get there for eight, I've got four hours because it shuts at midnight. If I get there at nine, I've got three hours. I know everything is. I take a shopping list. There's a routine. And I write it in the order that the shop's laid out so I know exactly where I'm going. That's why it winds me up so much when they change the layout in the shop. You're not convincing me to buy more stuff. I've now got to spend longer finding the stuff I need. So, uh, yeah, just be aware of your routines because you might be changing and your routines might not. And that can start to create anxieties in itself. And the last thing I do is I live how I want to live. So what time am I on? How do I do this? So what I mean by live how you want to live is there's the path of life that a lot of people walk down. A hell of a lot of people walk down it. It's not my path. So I've never walked down it and I never wanted to walk down it. I actually think I did things in life to avoid it so much like you know when you know the path of life i mean you go to school you go to college you go to uni you probably meet your future partner at uni too you 
I don't know, you, you get you get a job that meets your uni degree. You get a place to live with your partner. You get engaged. You get married. Within the first year of marriage, you have a child. Within the next couple of years, of, uh, you have another child, which is the opposite sex to the one you had originally. And you look around and all your friends did exactly the same thing. No, that is not and was not ever a thing for me. I like the idea that I'll do what I want when I want, within reason, of course, you know. And I, you know, when when friends were getting engaged, I was a stand-up comedian. That's different, you know. When friends were having kids, I think I was managing holiday parks, you know, when they first sort of started having kids. When they had more kids, I was at the fire service when they were having more kids. I was working as a health and safety advisor, you know, and I was, I was, I was living in Edinburgh. I was living in God knows where doing different stuff. Cause I wanted to, because that path of life wasn't for me, but people will follow it and be very miserable because they've never thought about it. They've just followed the, the crowd and that's what's expected of me. And I'm different enough. So I'll just do that. No chance. So, I think I'll end by telling you what I'm doing tonight to show you how the path of life just doesn't apply. And I think not following the path of life is my main factor for my mood breakers. So like tonight, obviously I'm not eight years old, but I will be watching wrestling. There was a pay-per-view on the weekend, which I've not seen yet. And I tonight will get a beer. So it's a good job, not eight. Um, I've got, I've got, my, I've got new kegs for me beer machine. That's well, I've got one now, chilling three degrees already. I've got enough snacks in. I've got some Terrells cheese and onion crisps, which are gorgeous. I love them things. I've got a huge bag of M and M's in the fridge too, because I like my chocolate in the fridge. There's another quirk. Um, not everybody does. And I've got me wrestling to watch and I've got it available in the highest possible resolution. And I will be sat right in the middle of the settee with the subwoofer on. I'll put it in sports mode on the TV to get the colors brighter. So I'll be having the surround sound. I'll have beer snacks. I'll order a takeaway. I'll be in my comfiest pajamas with a big stretchy band. And I will be cheering my favorites. I'll be booing the bad guys who I don't like. I'll be laughing at the stupid storylines and the quirky in-ring humor. Why not? Why not? But people don't like certain aspects of that. They'll go, you shouldn't drink alcohol. Well, don't let it bother you. Do you drink? No, that doesn't bother me. Don't let the fact that I do bother you. You know, I'm not yours to worry about. I'm not committing crimes, you know what I mean? Just calm down. There's worse people out there in the world than me just could have a beer. You know, watching wrestling as an adult, an older adult as well. You know, I know it's fake. Don't you worry about that. I'm fully aware of that. But people watch uh, soap operas, Coronation Street, you know, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's not real either. That's fake. They're not really doing operations. They're not really doctors. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to wait a year to get a decent storyline. I get one every week. They're always absolutely off the scale stupid. But do you know what it brings me? A smile to my face, warmth in my heart. And why would you deny me of that? Because it's not your path of life. I follow my own and it brings me contentment. And that is all I care about. Don't live 
how other people want you to live. Families do it. You must follow the family business. We've got a salami shop. We've always sold salami. Your great granddad did. Your granddad did. I've done it. Now you're going to do it. I'm a, I'm a vegan dad. Not happening. You know, and go off and do your own thing. You, you're not forced to do anything. You're just not. And if people contain you to want you to do these things, they want you to live a life they want you to live. What about what you want? You know, if somebody, if like, if somebody was saying to me, "Look, you, you, you watching wrestling winds me up. You're a grown up. What are you doing? Well, I enjoy it. Calm your, you know, calm your knickers, lad. I'm not bothered. You know, you're getting upset over me and my life, but I'm happy. I'm content when I do that. And you're stood here now, bothered because I'm doing something you don't do that you don't like. Go find your own thing. Don't get stressed about me. So." <laughs> I have upgraded, I'm not precious about the routines, I've upgraded them where they've needed. I live the life I want to live because it's nobody else's to control. I'm not doing anything detrimental against anybody's will or illegal. Calm, calm down, you know, it's, it's all right for me to do that. I've removed toxic people in my life, so I've got quality over quantity now. I'm realistic with everything, which gives you a clearer perspective. I don't expect anything off anyone ever. I know I've got to go and get it myself. And I'm responsible for my actions, which is why I try and treat people well and would like it in return too. And hopefully combining them will improve my baseline mood, and that's what I currently live to today. So there you go, another insight into my nonsense. But I hope you're well, and until next time, keep smiling.